this this holiest of holy seasons um we're doing a very uh religious themed episode to pay penance for our <laughs> sins on the swear jar i listen the swear jar was made specifically to hurt me and i was disproportionately <laughs> affected yeah and so i decided instead we went for something a little more equitable uh jillian and i will each read a verse of scripture uh From, and then uh, We'll discuss from each other's the video. respective uh, religious origin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Jillian, do you want to start? Oh yeah, so I have a book. I have a verse from the Book of Mormon. This is First uh, Nephi, twenty ten. For behold, I have refined thee; I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction, <laughs> which is the closest thing we could find to the wheel being mentioned. Oh yeah, and um, I have uh, found something that has been relevant in my personal life this uh, last week, which I'm sure we will get into at some point, which is to say I chose Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. Uh, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, <clears throat> entering 39 now, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, very good. Uh, so now that that's out of the way, Jillian, how have you been? Well, um, I'm still here. That's about all I have to say. Yep. That feels about right. I, um, I hope our listeners had a good Thanksgiving. I hope they're ready for Christmas. Um, Dougmas. Dougmas. (laughs) Um, I believe Hanukkah is still going, if I am not mistaken. Hanukkah is ongoing. Okay, excellent. So, um, happy Hanukkah to our Jewish listeners. I know we've got a couple of you, and I love you all dearly. Um, Let's see. Are there any holidays I am missing? Uh, No, I don't think so. Those are the two main winter ones. Black Friday. Yeah, those are the two big ones. Um, Kwanzaa? Is Kwanzaa in December? I think... Um, I'm still not entirely <laughs> convinced that anybody actually celebrates No Kwanzaa. one does. Yeah. I think um, white people think black people celebrate Kwanzaa. Yeah, no, that was the take from every single black person I've ever spoken to yeah. about Kwanzaa. Um, <laughs> like, but, like hey, almost no one. Yeah, but hey, if you celebrate Kwanzaa... More power Kwanzaa. to you. Yeah, more power to you. I'm happy for you. Um, I'm not entirely sure what it is, but I support it nonetheless. Um... Let's see. So we, instead of reading, doing what we were originally going to do, which was we would each read a single verse for every time we swear. Turns uh, we decided, out, um, I have the mouth of a sailor and cannot be trusted. Yeah, it turns out it was hard. Also, can I just say, how great is it that we'll be able to say fuck on this episode? Oh, I'm so, going to fuck it up. Let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> um, but so in... Instead, we decided we would do that, and I, this was not a we decision, I, I did, made this decision myself yesterday, um, we're going to discuss the Nostalgia Critics Review of Prince of Egypt, this which one was is... released May 12th yeah. this year. It's one of the, we've, we've delved back into new Doug, and let me tell you. It's something. Ooh, it's rough. Uh, there were two jokes that made me laugh, though. I am not too proud to admit it. I will discuss them when we come up. They were both very short and not any of the ones that lasted for five minutes total. Um, he did, there's a lot of long form joke telling, which just doesn't of, play well in modern audiences. Yeah, he's also uh, sponsored by a film school, which is so funny. I don't know. If I think the watching the Critic to film school pipeline is a one to one. Yeah, I just, it's just such an incredible thought that he had <laughs> a film student. Or, like, someone at the school watching, like, Kick-Assia. And, and go, being like, yes. Yeah, this is a guy I want to represent us. <laughs> like, here's a true auteur of cinema. He is. Yeah. Uh, speaking of auteurs, I watched Magnolia yesterday. Have you seen that? No. 
it's three hours long and I'm still trying to figure out if it was good enough to justify that runtime. Mm. Um, but I think I enjoyed it well enough. Listeners, sound off. What should I think of Magnolia? I'm willing to change my opinions to appeal to you. So please tell how me. Was your, how was your Thanksgiving? Did we get a bingo? My Thanksgiving was good. I actually, hang on, let me look at the bingo board again. I was <laughs> quite mild mannered during dinner. Were you? Yeah, I um, I was able to, I was able to resist the urge to drop any hot takes, um, which was difficult at times. Um, were there oh, hot like, takes being slung at you? And there were hot to... takes being slung around. My personal favorite. <laughs> I discussed this in the Discord already, but my personal favorite was that the settlement at Jamestown failed because they were a socialist government, um, uh. <laughs> which is an interesting take considering that you know they were all dying rich people who yeah they, they were, were rich people, people dying who used to farming and that's why they died <laughs> because they tried to set up a company. But anyway, whatever, that's not the point. I'm just saying, you know, it was strictly capitalist. Yeah, it was one of the most capitalist settlements. They're like, we're going to come here to make money. That is all we have yeah. to do. Well, I guess make money and also spread imperialism uh, to famously they didn't tack on the third things. thing that they had to do, which was survive more than like two months. Yeah, they did forget to they include that on their to do to list. That. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, between that and uh, the one-year famine in the Ukraine that everybody was posting about, socialists love to intentionally starve people to death, I guess. Their favorite. Yeah, it's their favorite thing. Um, so I was able to I was able to sit quietly through that. I didn't I didn't say anything. Even the once. only like really weird take I got, other than some um LGBT takes that we're Ooh. not gonna get into. Uh turns out my mom tried to get people to like back her up that it's bad that I want tattoos because um we're not gonna mention that I might already have one. She's right for that. Um Um she was your like it's a temple, Jillian. Would you put graffiti on a temple? She told me my body was a temple. <laughs> and I was like, why not add some stained glass? Let's mix it up a little bit. And she goes, you know what if you start going to church you can say that and I was like, is that oh, the deal we're having to make? Hell because- yeah. Wait, hang on, you have a tattoo? Did I'm not gonna Oh, you're not going to admit this on air. <laughs> no. Okay. It's a good thing that I didn't know this thing that you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> if I did have one, it'd be of a little ghost cat. Hell yes. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, other than that, uh, my Thanksgiving was quite pleasant. I, I got, uh, my weirdest one was somebody went, they can't make me get the booster shot. And I went, okay. It's like, yeah, no, they literally cannot. I'm like, I, I ha- I have zero investment on what you do. I see you once a year, and hopefully by next year you're not sick. I- yeah. I had a light cold uh, when we started recording the last episode, and it hit its, uh, I almost said fever pitch, but I never had a fever. Fever so it pitch? It was cold. Uh, but it hit its metaphorical fever pitch um, the day before we went down. And so I was still slightly congested Thanksgiving Day. So I like chugged some Dayquil before going to dinner because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be like sneezing and coughing. Oh no! My family uh, and I showed up and they're like, "All right, Matt, are you ready for the family kickball game?" Because I didn't know <laughs> the family plays a kickball game before dinner. So I was struggling a little bit because, like, I was I was sitting down as much as possible while I was. In the car, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, like, stagger into the car, sit down, and ride this out. I'll be okay. And I'm like, all right, Matt, time to kick a ball and run in a circle really fast. <laughs> um, we lost. Really? Uh, by only one point, I would like to know. <laughs> uh, and it was not because of me. But, whew, I was seeing stars when I ran. Although I did get to uh, interact with a cousin who's my age who I haven't really met before. She's in a different portion of the family shout out to glenna i don't know if you actually ended up listening to the podcast but i hope you did i hope you're doing well um let me see i'm trying to think if anything else interesting happened during thanksgiving so the other night at work um i may or may not have been committing a crime beforehand help me get through the work shift oh yeah i get there my mouth so dry i'm barely making it through but it was my favorite manager's last day and she had brought like a ton of snacks and other people had brought snacks and i was like oh this is my saving grace (laughs) and i send the girl that's with me i'm like hey can you run back there and get me something and she brings me at this brownie and i think yes finally 
I have been saved from my own damnation. <laughs> and I take a bite, and I swear to God, this brownie was just a a, a block of cocoa powder because it sucked all remaining moisture out of my mouth. And I just stood there for a second, unable to speak, until the girl that I was with also took a bite of hers and had the same thing happen. Yeah, brownies I- are rough. They're either like very good or they're just oh like god it was so bad <laughs> we figured out it was um made by our special needs busser and then i felt a little bad but oh, at the yeah. same time i almost got murked so. <laughs> so you were allowed to judge it slightly yeah i was allowed to be like maybe maybe not use an oven yeah <laughs> i um let's see the only other eventful Thanksgiving thing we need to discuss is, like I said, the fact that, you know, the New Testament has been relevant to my life again this last week, which is to say, uh, I think it was Friday, no, Saturday after, so the Saturday after Thanksgiving, I was still in Provo, Utah, and I've got a couple friends there because Provo, Utah, for those of you not in the know, is where BYU is, so all of the Mormons congregate there. Shout out Um, to the, shout out to the ex-Mormon Miss Utah from this year. Shout out to ex-Mormon Miss Utah. Oh, yeah, let's take a look girl- at she has ex-Mormon a Miss Utah. And her uh, parents disowned her be- for being gay. Miss Utah. What, 2021? Yep. I'm sure they're very proud for her to represent their state. I'm sure. Okay. The only- okay, I see. The first picture is four women. The next one is five. So this is not helping <laughs> me. Uh, okay, wait, here we are. Yeah, shout out to uh, Miss Utah 2021. Um, the first queer contestant in a Miss USA pageant came from Utah. <laughs> nice. Which is amazing. She looks good. Shockingly, Miss Utah. Shockingly. Looking. Um, no. Um, good for her. Utah, I feel uh, like, just churns out, like, seven out of ten white women, just, like, incredibly regularly yeah no uh utah is an interesting place because you have on one hand the fact that like everybody there is mormon and mormons honestly do tend pretty high on the like the bell of attractiveness (laughs) because they never smoke or drink um but also or like drink coffee or like any of the anything they don't do anything. They sit yeah. there for 18 years. And they're all happy. And they also, uh, though, the, the only thing they've got going against them is that, like, if you're a Utah Mormon, oh, they're all so inbred. Because it's, like, the same, like, five families that survived the trek across the plains and have been there for, like, the last hundred years. So What's like, is, every is Utah like, Mormon looks exactly the same. There's statistics that you can look up to see how, like, inbred people are in certain areas? Probably. I don't want to, because it'll depress me. <laughs> sad yeah it'll make me sad um but yeah no it's it's so yeah mormon utah mormons are interesting because they like all look exactly the same i feel like they're all incredibly pale with like very dark straight brown hair and that or very very blonde um oh or the yeah if you look up like stock if you go to a stock photo website and type in family that's the top (laughs) result is a mormon from utah that's what you get big family yeah big family true true (laughs) Um, they look like all of those TikTok families that like adopted fourteen kids and they dress them all alike and oh, like matching So dark. Uh, <laughs> actually, hang on. I'm just gonna go to Google Images and search "big family" and see what I'm comes up. Also curious. It's gonna be like the Duggars or something. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, hang on. So I'm gonna say "big family" stock photo, and then we'll actually. Yeah, the second thing to come up is four advantages of a big family from East Idaho News. Um, oh, oh boy. Stock photo. Yeah, this yeah, is this great, is what I'm talking about. This is a great audio bit. Yeah, this is... Oh, that is what they all look like. You're Let's correct. just Google along at home. Um, Big family stock photo. All yeah. of those are... Ones that have a semblance of diversity in them, because yeah, that's no, not it. <laughs> I have met nary a black Mormon. There's, there's a couple of them, but there's... There's not, only a couple of yeah, them for the fact that... Nearly as many as the church's website would suggest. Um, <laughs> do Mormons do what, like, college admissions do? Where they get, like, the black person and... Oh, yeah. Like, two other people. Like, in, the, the Asians. And, like, yep. get them all in a group and that's the picture for, like, the website. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the picture of the website. If you go to lds.org, it's stock it's photos like as far as the eye can see. One one Asian, one like it's every race just in yeah, one they, picture. They burn through it. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh yes. Anyway, so like I said, this is so that's where the Mormons come to congregate. So I have a lot of friends down there because it's like people I grew up with in Virginia who then moved out to Provo. So whenever I'm in Provo, I you know I make my rounds and I do my visits. Um, and I visited one of my friends. As a specter of Mormon's as a, past. As a specter of Mormon's past. Yeah, all of my friends, I should note, are also Mormon's past. Oh, um, yeah. I figured as much. I don't think you'd be too close with any... I don't know. I feel like you... Well, it's not so much that... Yeah. Mormons, but I feel like active Mormons maybe wouldn't want to be friends with you. Bingo. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm not opposed to hanging out with active no. Mormons. But for some reason, they're somewhat opposed to hanging out with me. Very rude of them. Famously rude people. Yeah, the the only active Mormons who hang out with me are my family. Um, uh, But yeah, so I, um, so yeah, so this friend and I, we do this thing where we go to like thrift stores or record shops or whatever, and we just try to find the worst thing possible. And, And we show it to each other. And so we went to a record store and we had a great time at the movie bin because there's always great stuff there. Oh, oh, there's movies that you've never heard of. There's movies that are like the same movie, but under a different title, yeah. which is my favorite. So, um, you know, the, uh, the famous like bootleg, a car's life that was like, yeah, yeah. We found a copy of that, uh, That's- which was a big find. I was glad with that. And big my, day, yeah, day. my personal favorite, we found the unrated cut of bone jangles, um, Please tell me about that. That's incredible. I think I took a photo of this movie's cover, and I'm just going to read the description because <laughs> I was funny. like, "This is the greatest film ever made." Um, I almost bought it, and then remembered I don't have a DVD player. Uh, we could have gotten a DVD player for this. Yeah, we should have. Yeah, Doug's own movie night. Okay, here it is. So, Bone Jangles with the back cover. <laughs> One hell of a crazy ride. This oh. is throwback horror done right. A review from James DePaolo of the Wicked Channel. Anyway, so here's here's what it says: Fight the curse. Dot dot dot. With something worse, while oh. transporting the legendary serial killer Bone Jangles to an asylum, <laughs> a group of police officers. I keep thinking Bojangles every time you say it. I just I think it's very interesting to describe any serial killer as legendary. <laughs> Um, I like that, but just the idea of this being like this biscuit man from Bojangles. (laughs) Yeah, so a group of police officers break down in a town cursed with demons and zombies. The only way they can survive the night and save the town is to release Bojangles and help them fight off this ancient supernatural threat. Um, And underneath it, there are four pictures. One is of the ugliest old man I have ever seen. Uh... One is of a guy wearing a very shitty skull mask. I think that's the aforementioned bone jangles. <laughs> then there's a picture of like a stock attractive white guy wearing an unbuttoned shirt, standing next to a girl who's wearing a bra that is like three sizes too small. Her tits are falling out of oh, this yeah, thing. Yeah. And the picture, yeah, the last picture is just another girl sitting in her underwear holding a TV. I was going to ask you how many girls in underwear are there on this cover? Yeah, half of the photos. Okay. Um, I also <laughs> found one, a movie called The Bone Snatcher. This is a great bone movie find. Uh, the premise of that one was that there was a, uh, I think it was like a living cloud of bugs that ate people in the desert. It oh, wasn't that, as interesting. That sounds awful. I know. Yeah, I was not a fan. I was like, wow, if this was done with a halfway competent effects team, That'd I would probably awesome. hate watching this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, I we did that. Scared for life. Yeah, and yet. Uh, so we did that, and then we made our way back upstairs because the movies were in the basement. And I find like the crown piece. So you know, like wood burning artists, how they like sear like little <laughs> designs into the wood. Yes. So I found like a pendant about. <laughs> I'm holding it up. I can't. That's rather large. It's like the size of a size of a teacup saucer. Yeah, like the size of a teacup saucer, and it's hanging on this little chain thing. Um, incredible. So you can spin it 360 degrees. Kind of like the wait, spin it like that way, like fidget spinner. Like you spin it like um, 
Is this okay? I was thinking wheel, like, like like a glass door, oh. like a door uh, kind of thing. I was hoping that it like spun three sixty degrees, like John Cena's like WWE belt, spinner oh. belt. Like you were that just would be actually awesome. doing that. But yeah, no. So like the idea is, it's kind of like a picture where you can like flip the frame around and then yeah, there's another yeah, I got it. That's what it is. Um, but so anyway, my eyes are caught because it's Heath Ledger's Joker on one side. Oh, incredible! And I'm like, oh hell yeah, rock on! And I, I spin it, and on the other side, it's the Christopher Nolan Batman. Can I get the name of this artist, please? I do not know, but I got to interact with him in person. Um, but you didn't ask his name? Just I. So we're about to get to this, because this is what I'm leading up to. So I, I call Emily over. I'm like, okay, yo, I don't care what you've seen, I've won. And so we're looking at this, and both growing visibly excited <laughs> because of how insane it is. And as if, like, summoned from thin air by the fact that, like, my flesh made contact with the wood. This, like a Necronomicon. Yeah, like a Necronomicon, like, level thing. This guy, he steps out from, like, behind a shelf. He just manifests into the building. I, I imagine, like, you move the... There's like a bookshelf, and then you take a book out, and his eyeballs right there. Yeah, exactly. It, it literally felt like that because he was like he stepped out of nowhere, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that one was difficult." And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. "So this guy, I'm just gonna paint a picture for everybody. He's wearing a 1999 Maui Hard Rock Hawa- Maui Hard Rock Cafe shirt." Oh, that's like, okay. A je- like a denim shirt, buttoned down, halfway buttoned. He's wearing blue jeans and what look like, um, shit, what are they called? Um, He's wearing Birkenstocks. Oh, Birkenstocks. Okay. And he has a- Handle action. Yeah. Long white beard that goes down to about halfway down his stomach. Um, Completely shaven head. I think he meant like AU Santa. Yeah. It was- Dark. He was also wearing an American flag bandana. Um, Does so, he look like someone that would have a Punisher thing on his car? No, but okay. he is the sort of person to have a uh, one of the Jesus Fish logos on his oh, car. Oh, no. Because he starts talking to us because he saw how excited we are by it and didn't realize that we were like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is incredible that someone was mentally ill enough to make yeah. this. And he starts describing the process to us. And he kind of like... He starts showing us, like, hidden around the store, there are other wood burnings that have just sort of been, like, placed amongst other things. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, this was literally, I know I made, like, an, I'm making a lot of horror movie comparisons, but this is, like, the basement and cabin in the woods, where, like, depending which yes. wood <laughs> yeah, like, I genuinely think it might have been something like that. And let me tell you, the wheel sort of made a Christian direction. Because so he, um, so he's showing us all these ones of like... Imagine what would happen if you had picked up like the pendant with like <laughs> a swastika on it. Life would have been different. <laughs> he comes out, his head is still shaved, but his beard is also shaved. He's just a skinhead. And you're like, um, oh no. Actually, funny I should mention that. So he, um, he's, so he's talking with us, right? And he's explaining all the all the you know musical pieces he's done music and yeah because it's all it's mostly musicians dad rock is it like kiss and it's all dad rock uh there's some like there were a few doing a stadium tour right now yeah it's all the stadium tours right now there were a few like older musicians too like i think he had one of like aretha franklin or something Uh, that tracks yeah um, she had, like, a Bob Marley one. He had several Bob head. Marleys. There were a couple yeah. of Michael Jacksons in various stages of life. Um, Question, were these, like, painted wood carvings? Or... No, these were, like, seared. Like, he, like, it was, like, all wood burnings. So there was no color to it. It was just seared into the wood. These all like just seared into the wood. Some of them. Were they well done? Uh, they were pretty well done, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So some of How them much were for you to get one of these tattooed on you. Oh my god. Uh you could not pay me. Um you might be able to pay me. We will think. <laughs> so anyway, so after he's explained his it's process. Cool, guys. He, <laughs> so after he's explained his creative process, he's walked us basically all around the store. And I I think we've mentioned my bad habit before of yes ending insanity. Like, like footprints in the sand. <laughs> we're getting to it. 
Um, well, he... you're like, but but wood carving so, guy. What about those places where it was only you in the store? Yeah. Like, that's that's yeah. where I was carrying you. Yeah. What about the places where there was only a Joker wood carving? Like, well, that's where the Batman wood carving was carrying you. Um, but so he, um, so after he's talked our ears off for about ten minutes, and I every time Emily tries to escape, I'm like, oh no no, we're riding this all the way out. And so like I'll start asking follow up questions whenever I can oh, see he's starting to lean away. Um, I. So he, Did this man have an affiliation with the store? Apparently they just let him come in there and sell his <laughs> stuff. It's not entirely clear. Like, I love, though, that like he didn't... He doesn't like have a little booth set up. He's like hidden it throughout other things. Yeah, no, he's like scattered. That's way through. more unhinged. And so, anyway, after he's explained all this, he walks over to like one of the tables that like has, you know, like some of the older records on it. They had the, uh, like the greatest hits of the Charlie Brown movies soundtracks. And I almost purchased that on vinyl before remembering I don't have a record player. Because, I mean, who wouldn't want to listen to Christmas Time Is Here instrumental? Uh, But anyway, um, he walks over to this table. And it's one of those tables, you know, it's set up. It has, like, a little cloth hanging down so you can't see underneath the table. And he lifts up the cloth. And there are... Tell me how many. And stacks. Like, at least 200 of the same picture. It's it's copies of the same picture of like a wood burning piece he did of Jesus Christ wearing the crown of thorns. I don't remember which Bible verse it is, but it like has a Bible Christ verse over it. Himself, he rolled the tombstone away and there yeah. it was. It was incredible. And he gave them to us and insisted that we take them. Show and me. I, so I, it's still in my car. But I have pictures of it. I'm going to send it to the Discord when this episode goes live. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just going Please to send, send one these pictures. Now. Yeah, I'll send you a picture pretty much immediately. Because um, I'm, I'm going to need that. Yeah. So hang on. I'm so, floored by this. I don't have the one that he gave me a copy of. That's still in my car, so I haven't taken a picture of it. I will do that later tonight. But I have some of the other ones. Um, so he did wood burnings of, like, all of the miracles. Uh... So, like, you know, like, the water to wine and all that. Uh, He misspelled the word conscious when he did the conscious water, saw its master, and blushed. And I'm not entirely sure if he knows he did, because he didn't acknowledge it. Uh, But here, I'm going to say... And so I, naturally, at this point, was like, okay, uh, can I I take a picture of these? And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. I was like, ah, you fool. I'm going to send these to my friends. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. It's a pretty good energy, isn't it? I needed uh, this. Then we have this other one as well. Is that his beard in the background? The yes. The 49ers in the one in the background is so I, powerful. Oh, shit, you can see the Joker one in the background too. Wow. Yeah, yeah the second one. Um, but yeah, so in the whole time, he's telling us the story of how he became born again. Um, and he talks about how his son, he was like, he was like, I was, I was a skinhead. I would, I would get in gangs and, Oh Just no! Beat people up, and I'm sitting there like, "Oh yeah, brother. All right, tell me all about it. Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go." Um, and he's saying something. Like, the, the, uh, the Joker one, I will say, he did paint the hair a little bit green, which is a nice touch. Yeah, he. There's some of these he did stain the wood a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's talking. He told us about how his son got in a car crash and was like drowning in his own blood. Jesus, uh, and I was like, "Okay, God damn, okay." And he said he apparently stepped outside and uh, said a prayer where he said, I will read every page of the Bible if you save my son's life. Um, And then started reading the Bible. And then like a week or two later, his son uh, made a recovery. Uh, And I was like, okay, cool story. Uh, And then he gave me a little like read the Bible in 40 days thing. And oh boy, I'm I'm so strongly considering doing this for the bit. Uh, But so the whole time I'm like just nodding along as he's there and he's like, you know, if I was doing meth. I would say the F word, every other word that came out of my mouth. And, you know, if, if God can take someone like me and turn me into an artist like this. And he sort I of like, how he's like the, the wood. meth wasn't the bad thing, but fuck saying fuck yeah. was the bad thing. Yeah. I like that. And so he says that, like, that yeah, he, he was under the impression that, like, you know, these wood carvings, this was like his, this was his job on earth was to make these wood carvings and create new followers of Christ. Hey, I'm um, gonna say it. He's like an okay artist. I don't think I think he should leave the 
words to someone else. Yeah, that it is really his handwriting is the big problem. I yeah, think. like the actual wood. He's he's pretty good at getting shading in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's all the Forty yeah, Niners one in the back is pretty clean. Like he's not untalented. Yeah, he's yeah. It's it's Which very makes interesting. It so much darker. Yeah, the so he was telling us all this stuff, and um. And so I was sort of sitting there like, all right, the other shoe's going to drop soon. I can feel it. What's he, the What's the big ending? And he was like, and you know, I'm I'm just so glad that I've been saved because, you know, the the socialists like Biden and the yeah, he's like, oh hell yeah. I was I should note wearing my uh, Hunter Biden forty six shirt at the time, and so <laughs> kind of like buttoning up the shirt I was wearing over it. Um, it was like, you know, it's just it's so good to know that. Eventually, the day of judgment will come, and the sinners will burn, and I'll be raptured away, and I'll get to look down at everybody else and laugh with the angels while they all burn. I was like, wow, that... Yo! (laughs) Uh, It was an incredible experience. Um, And, yeah, so as we were walking out, um, my friend Emily, who served a mission, actually, before realizing, like, oh, the church is not my scene, um... As we walked out, was way like, of putting it. isn't that? That's yeah. how you gotta put it. Just it ain't my scene. Yeah, she she looked at me and was like, "Matt, if you want to know what serving a mission was like, it's talking to people like that at all times and not having any way to escape." And I I was just like, "This is the greatest day of my life. This has been incredible." Were you um, like strongly considering going on a mission after she said that? Mm, yeah, well, the thought crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. Anyway, that was that was my big spiritual awakening of this. Uh, it, it was so good. He probably talked to us for about thirty minutes, I think, um, and we were just going off the whole time. That's incredible. Yeah, I was I was really enjoying it the whole way through. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the video this week. Yes, the video uh, this week. Continuing on with our heavily religious themed yeah. episode. Uh, was the Prince of Egypt review, which I'm gonna say his videos get so much longer. It's so long. This video is 33, almost 34 minutes. Yeah, 33 minutes and 49 seconds long. And and you feel feel it. it. Yep, yep. So, before we jump into it, I would like to uh, just ask, have you, uh, have you seen the Prince of Egypt? I'm sure I you, have. Yeah. What What are your thoughts I, on the Prince of Egypt? Um, I remember liking it all right. Yeah, good. I'm I'm a big Prince of Egypt head. I honestly, when I rewatched this video, when I, when I watched this video, I was like, I really need to rewatch the Prince of Egypt. This movie's great. Um, that said, how do we want to go about the opening here? <laughs> so it's rough. It's a rough start to the video. So. Doug decides instead of giving this movie the time of day, what if I what if I what if I mix it up a little bit? What if I pretend like I'm doing the Ten Commandments and then talk about how much better the Ten Commandments is than the movie I'm actually going to do? And then, whoops, you thought wrong. The Prince of Egypt is going to speak to me as God spoke to Moses through a burning bush. Yeah, he. Literally is visited by a burning copy of the Prince of Egypt. Yeah. So, I, don't know, I don't know if you can hear it. There's a train going outside my apartment right now. I just heard its it little horn going off. I'm having a great time. I hope it didn't destroy the audio because it was somewhat loud. Uh, but anyway, oh, yeah. he's visited by a burning copy of the Prince of Egypt with some a weird like he like dubbed lips over Moses. Weird energy. The, it's dark energy all the way through. Um, I do it, also want to mention before we get too far how great the intro is, how it just says Doug like three times. Oh yeah, I I love the new nostalgia critic intro because there's like only three people that he can reliably then, use. Yeah, and then he has like a and guest thing that's like Rob and like yeah, all the yeah. retired characters. It's it's dark. Um, also I don't know if you got this, but at the three minute mark. Or like three minutes and fifteen seconds or so. I got an ad break, um, which was just incredible. That it was that early on in the video. He's like, "All right, we're going to monetize this immediately." Oh, for sure, for sure. 
Um, but yeah, so we have the ad break. He kind of just talks about how The Prince of Egypt is a good movie, which, hot take, I agree with. I, in fact, think that The Prince of Egypt is quite good. It is good. I love how he's upset that it was marketed towards children. Yeah, he's like, yeah, how dare this animated DreamWorks film be targeted towards children. What did you want? As always, Doug has baffling grievances with the films we have to watch. Um, I don't know, I think... Especially if you're like a Christian who like believes like yes these events literally did take place, I'd be happy that it was marketed towards children. You know, yeah. like, oh, we, got, we got a way of introducing this to the new generation because um, you know we can't all be visited by an insane wood burner. Some of us have to just <laughs> learn the Bible <laughs> through film. Yeah, and Veggie Tales. And Veggie Tales, of did course. You watch Veggie Tales a lot as a child. Oh, Veggie Tales rocked. Veggie Tales is so good. I miss Veggie Tales. I was thinking just a couple days ago about Lord of the Beans, their parody of Lord of the Rings. Oh, it was um, incredible. Which is, yeah, it's pretty powerful vibes all around. The fact that um, was it Sauron was called Scary Man was pretty good bit. This is that's the only thing I remember about it, aside from the fact that there were beans instead of rings. But those two facts give me a good impression want to talk about i know i'm skipping ahead a little bit but i want to talk about his ad break yeah so yeah we'll jump into the ad break and then we'll we'll discuss the actual video because it was because dark i'd be remiss not to compare it to a scene in saw (laughs) four or i believe where um the titular jigsaw uh dresses up to go to a <laughs> book signing he dresses up as a child and his disguise his yeah, disguise this 80 year old man with cancer is like a backwards hat and a hoodie yeah it's and he walks with like his hands in his pockets yeah so doug is like dressed up as steve as Tobin Bell dressed up as yeah well he's dressed up as tobin bell doing the how do you do fellow kids meme is what yeah. it is because that's what it's supposed to be evocative of. But I think somehow it's more jarring looking at Doug dressed like this than it is looking at Steve fucking Buscemi dressed up like that. Yeah, no, this was incredibly jarring. And I don't think it was... He also did a weird voice with it. It, like, wasn't tongue-in-cheek enough for me. Yeah. Like, there weren't jokes about it. He was just like, the bit is that I look like this. And that he's doing a weird voice. It's the same as, like, his, um, his... What's it called? Spoon? Uh... The the ad he did for one of the other videos where it was just like him like screaming in a weird voice while yeah or like the radio shock the dark radio one. one yeah exactly like there's so visibly like he gets one idea and it's like well, we're just gonna ride this all the way through the ad the um, thing is is that when he's dressed in this like hoverboard college student look what he's trying to go for he looks so much happier yeah he does there's look genuine joy in his eyes like he looks like a this freak is what he wants. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, so he, like, transitions right from his, uh, like, film school ad, which is still so funny to me, to an ad for DoorDash, uh, where he just still does the same voice it's the same and character, the same character. The yeah, there's two of them where one of them is explaining it to the other. Um, but yeah, it was just very interesting stuff all the way around. But so, yeah, Doug's takes on the video are also interesting because it's like either like the most baffling grievance where he's like, I can't believe this movie was about kids or it's like the towards children. I can't believe this animated movie was. Yeah. Ironically enough, it's like the most entry level film theory imaginable. I don't know if you were noticing this as well, but like, yeah, his analyses where he's like, and like, they're all correct technically, but like, but like, it's like he read the first chapter of Save the Cat and was like, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's right, but it doesn't take, like, a genius to look at a shot of Pharaoh and be like, in that's profile. a shot. Yeah, in profile with a statue of his father behind him and going, he feels that's like he lives in the shadow of his father. It's like, yeah, no Congratulations, shit. Congratulations, you wrote an essay in the fourth grade. Like, he's I don't know what you want. shadow of his father's statue. Of course that's what they're trying to say here. But, okay. Anyway, it's very evocative of Citizen Kane, and I'm like, I, yeah, I don't care, Doug. (laughs) It's like the uh, the one that tweet that I think about all the time: a guy who has only seen Boss Baby. Hmm, getting a lot of Boss Baby vibes from this. (laughs) That's what my roommate does with Zootopia. (laughs) 
Yeah, watching I found, out, I found out a harrowing piece of information that I'm not going to share if she wants me to share, but it's very funny. All right. Zootopia sticks in her mind so prevalently because prevalently she made out with her first boyfriend for the first time. <laughs> the last scene where Shakira plays the gazelle. Oh, incredible. I, um... That, like, fits so many pieces together in my brain when she told me that. Yeah, I'm rattled by that. Um... <laughs> Also, uh, if you want to get unnecessarily mad, I highly recommend going on Rotten Tomatoes. Honestly, I could have ended it there. But I recommend going there and looking at their 100 Greatest Films of All Time list. Because it is basically just the 100 highest scores on, like, the the tomatometer or whatever they call it. You know, like, the thing that determines whether a movie's fresh or not. Um, And obviously it's weighted. So like if it gets more good reviews, then it's higher. Even if something else has like all positive reviews, which has the effect of meaning that like black Panther is like the fourth greatest film of all time, according to them. Yeah. Um, And it also, if you rate it above three stars, it's considered good. Yeah, exactly. The star system, it's doesn't matter. It's a thumbs up or thumbs down. And then they count the thumbs up. Yeah. Hang on. Let me find, like, their list. Because it was, like, incredible. Like, The Godfather, interestingly enough, was, like, number, like, 56 or something like that because of the way that, like, this thing worked. There were, like, five Marvel movies that were ranked higher than The Godfather. And I was sitting there trying not to scream at my phone. So I was like, come on, guys, come on. Uh, okay, movie and TV guides. I'm trying to find it now because I need to give this curse to someone else the reddit top 100 uh rotten tomatoes god i can only imagine the reddit top 100 <laughs> uh, let's see we're just gonna say top 100 and search that and see what happens i'm trying to find it good okay, grief here. did you find it i think <laughs> hold on it's possibly Oh yeah, so Wizard of Wizard of Oz is on there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I found it. It's it's a dark list. Why don't you just like read out like the top five to everybody? It happened one night. Modern times. The Wizard of Oz, Black Panther, and then Citizen Kane. Yeah. See, so those narrowly beat out the top ten, which include <laughs> Parasite. Avengers Endgame, Casablanca, Knives Out, and Us. And then Toy Story 4. Mission Impossible Fallout is number 13. Yeah. Uh, under And then Get Out, The Irishman is above The Godfather, which is... That one's the weirdest to me, right? Because, like, The Irishman is very good. It's probably the greatest mob movie that'll be put out in our lifetimes. I'm fairly comfortable saying that. Star Wars The Last Jedi is 39. Yeah, Star Wars The Last Jedi is above The Godfather 2. And E.T. And E.T. Uh, but yeah, I would not put The Irishman above The Godfather, which is just the greatest mob movie of all time, period. The Force Awakens is above Gravity mm-hmm. and Invisible Man and 12 Years a Slave and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I will say, I just don't think Gravity belongs on this list. I hated Gravity. Uh, my hot take for the week. Oh, interesting. Um, Nosferatu is at 77. Yeah, Incredibles 2. Is at 80. Yeah, Incredibles 2 is on here, but the first Incredibles movie is not on there at all. I don't know if either of them should be on there, but if one of them should be, it's definitely Incredibles. The first one, yeah. yeah. Utopia is higher than Psycho. Yeah, Utopia is higher than Psycho. Um, Paddington and 2. It's higher than Alien. Yeah, Paddington 2 ranks higher than The Godfather Part 2. Um, and yeah, I just think it's interesting that like, you know, of the top 100 greatest movies of all time, over half of them were released in the last five years. Maybe this is an indication that you should change your rating system, Rotten Tomatoes, but... Or just say... Like, like, the highest rated movies. Yes. Instead of saying, the top 100 movies of all time. That, that, this is dark. Yeah. Yeah, I just love looking at this where it's like, well... I understand let's the stalker the, couldn't be the guy. what the but... number one art house movie is. Oh, Jesus Christ. Parasite? Okay. I, does Parasite even count as art house? Nosferatu is number six. That was not art house when it came out. Okay, yeah, this is... 
oh, their genres are so weird. It's the same, like my Spotify wrapped came out today. And I'm fascinated with how Spotify determines genre. I'm going to put Ethan on blast for a minute. Um, <laughs> I'm currently talking to him about his mentally ill Spotify rap, where one of his top five categories was conscious hip hop. Yeah, I was like, oh, come on. But yeah, no, their genres are so weird. Oh, because my top five hip hop got to yeah. me. Let me read my top Spotify, five genres. Though. I use Apple Music. Oh, so you can't embarrass yourself like the rest of us. I My top five uh, podcasts came out. That was one of the things they had oh, for me. Skillshy's number one podcast was The Doug Zone. I was, yeah, shout out to Skillshy. The beef has been buried. We if might anybody still- else has us as the, in their Spotify wrapped, uh, please tell us. Tag, tag us on Instagram. Tag us on tag Twitter. Us on Instagram or Twitter. That'll be fun. We'll see if anybody else did or if it's just one unhinged person. But um, yeah, so my, my top five podcasts, it was all like fairly normy shit. Um, and some of it is stuff that like I don't even listen to anymore. But I was like, just like, okay, we're gonna post that. I was just so grateful that the Doug Zone wasn't on there. Because I re-listened to the episode. Like I jump around little parts of it for when I uh, post about yeah. it. And I was just, I was so glad that I didn't like re-listen to enough of it to put it on the top five because I would have killed myself. Yeah. Anyway, so the Spotify genre, like definitions are so weird because my top five genres were uh, in ascending order. Number five was hyper pop. Number four was alternative rock. Number three was classic rock. Number two was dance pop. And number one was punk, which... What was your number one artist? My number one artist was Will Wood, who is not a punk person by any means. He's definitely like Will Wood is great. He's great. Yeah, no, I let me let me be clear. I love Will Wood. What um, Will Wood? This is a Will Wood pro Will Wood podcast. Yeah, it's a clearly very pro Will Wood podcast. Yeah, actually no. So my top artist was Will Wood and my second artist was Will Wood and his backing band, the Tapeworms. Oh amazing. And I was like, okay, that's a little embarrassing, but whatever. What and does then, this say about your current views on yourself listening uh, to Will Wood that much? You know, rebrand pending. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, no, one of my, yeah, I've been a big Will Wood fan for years now. And one of my favorite things was last year when he put out that like song. It was all about like, ooh, I don't know what gender's like. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and then had to like come out and say like, this is about me, you fucking idiot. Stop calling me a transphobe. Because, uh, People yeah, were accusing transphobia. Anyway. People uh, were being like, they're transphobic. And then he was like, it was about me. And they're like, <laughs> oh, so you're trans? And he was like, uh, did, did you <laughs> not listen? Song. But anyway. Um, yeah. Then underneath that, I had Grimes. Grimes was my number three. Um, which, look, I'm not going to say that I'm proud of my, my Spotify rap. But regardless, my point is, I just... I listen to like maybe two or three bands that could possibly be considered punk and none of them were in my top five. So I just don't understand how it was my number one genre. It's very interesting. Anyway, what does Rotten Tomatoes have to say about the Prince of Egypt? Look at us circling back like that. We're professionals. Wow, incredible. You know what I've been listening to a lot? Been I've been listening, listening to, to, have you heard of the podcast, the worst idea of all time? Oh, is that the one where they watch like the same Adam Sandler movie every week? For a year, yeah. I keep wanting to listen, but I'm like, I torture myself enough. For it's incredible. Podcast. I don't want the other people doing the same thing to um, themselves. Their their second season that I've been re-listening to was them watching Sex in the City two every week oh my for an god. year. Uh, for reference, that movie is two and a half hours long. Oh my god! <laughs> and oh oh boy, it's incredible. That really puts our whining in perspective. We're like, I know. <laughs> in two times speed. Yeah, we both. Uh, yeah, do you also watch it in double speed now? Sometimes. Yeah, I always do because I don't want this last. Either watch it in double speed, or I'm doing other things while listening <laughs> to it. Something. Yeah, you either. Yeah, you you speed up the video or you slow yourself down. But either way, same effect. I I gotta <laughs> do something to keep me on this. The Prince of Egypt has an eighty percent from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and a ninety one percent from audiences, which I think. Is deserved. That's that's a good score. Rotten Tomatoes, you didn't fuck up this once. Good job. Rotten Tomatoes, good job. You you got one right. Yeah. Quit while you're ahead. Yeah, quit while you're ahead. Um, but yeah, so returning to the Doug video, which we watched, it was altered from its original in some way when we watched it. Um, 
let's just let's see. So he sort of he opens. He talks about how he doesn't like the comedy. He talks about how good the songs are. I'm trying to remember where I found like where things started getting interesting. Or there started to be stuff to talk about. There wasn't too too much to talk about. Um, it his videos now are so much less jokes and so much more movie trivia. Yeah, it is. I, and I will say there were actually some genuinely interesting facts. Like I yeah, like him being like this song was originally supposed to be the comic relief, and then they decided the tone didn't fit. Like yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, I was like, oh, look at that, interesting. I liked um nice little tidbit. The fact that the old man, like the uh, old slave who's getting whipped, who Moses uh-huh. kills, uh, was apparently. Uh, they couldn't get any old man, any old men who sounded old enough. So mm-hmm. they just had one of the assistant directors who was like 30 at the time scream into the mic and he sounded older. I like that fact. We, we've That's got some funny. interesting Doug facts in this, uh, but there were no good Doug jokes with like one exception that we'll get to in a moment. Go ahead. I think, um, I think we're there. Well, we're, we're not quite there. I'm trying to, I'm just sort of skipping through and trying to figure out if there's any other things in the video to discuss. Um, yeah, some more interesting I'm facts. Which joke? Because there's a couple that I um the one I, I the one I really liked the one that like actually got me to laugh. Uh, side note: I watched this with Michael yesterday because we were going to watch a movie and then decided we were both too tired, and I realized I had to watch this. And he was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'll watch it with you." So we suffered together. Um, but regardless, anyway, the the only joke that made us both laugh was it's so it's it's pretty far on in the in the movie it's after moses has led his people out um and the giant fire tornado comes down to stop pharaoh and his soldiers Mm -hmm. uh and doug cuts to moses's face as he looks around and says okay there is no god i have no idea what's happening right now i made this all up and i thought that was oh yeah that that was pretty good yeah just the idea of moses being like oh shit oh no something has gone terribly wrong that i like that um that was the joke that made me laugh the other one that got like a light chuckle out of me was the one where he was talking about putting the the sheep's blood on the door and the idea of someone forgetting to do it and arguing with his wife after his child is murdered about whose fault it was. That was pretty good. Can we also talk about him making like a key and peel reference joke in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one? Oh yeah, where, where was that? Uh, it's about the at the twenty six minute mark. All right, let's let's jump over to. Is it making a reference to the east west? Uh, oh yes, people? yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. I think it's twenty twenty one. Can we? Are, aren't we past that? Yeah, that was an interesting bit. I also yeah, I like that the the analysis up until that point is where he goes like, yeah, look, so there's cracks on the wall, and then it becomes Moses's face, and then we see Moses, and then it's actually Moses. And Ramesses. It's like, wow, I, I wonder what you're, what the symbolism here is, Doug. You're so smart for figuring that one out. <laughs> it's always the most like heavy-handed and obvious points that Doug is like, look at how clever this film that is. Move. I don't think he knows what's going on. Yeah. I Did Doug grow up Christian? Actually, I have no idea. Um, okay, he grew up Italian. He so grew up Catholic. Italian, so possibly, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then it cuts to, you know, the end of the, the end of the movie, you know, they end, Moses walks down the hill carrying the Ten Commandments, everybody's all happy. Uh, and then, oh joy, it's back to Doug talking to the, the burning copy of Prince of Egypt. Back to our favorite framing device. Yeah, and then do you want to, do you want to tell everybody what happens then, Jillian? (laughs) No, you can go ahead with this one. So he walks in, he's talking to Prince of Egypt. He's like, yep, yeah, you're the you're the greatest movie of all time. I mean, the greatest like Bible epic of all time. Uh-huh. I've been bad to you. I'm going to treat you better. <laughs> then the Ten Commandments rolls up. And, like a scorned lover. Yeah, as a jealous lover. Like that is explicitly the framing. He implies that he has fucked yeah the, the dvd i'm not sure how says that he spent the night in bed with one of these dvds and then said hey that was only one time i what is it supposed to mean i was broken by this point in the video i was just like i was sitting michael and i both just sat perfectly still i don't even know if we were breathing like our eyes were just glazed over and we just watched this bit so as I, it came. I, try to, I try to view Doug videos as like tone pieces. <laughs> what, and this what is tone, tone for this one? Incredibly dark. Yeah. It's fright. 
like <laughs> frightening. Yeah, it was just incredible all the way through. Um, before we before we wrap up, let's let's take a look at the um, at the comments. I actually forgot to look through these beforehand, so I don't have anything picked out in advance. You, uh... Oh, there's, there's not much good in the comments, if I'm being honest. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I'm scrolling through it. It it's looks genuine like people mostly. Yeah, it's a lot of people going like, "Wow, this movie's good," which I guess this makes sense. Underrated. This movie's underrated. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say it's underrated personally. Uh, Doug calls it underrated a couple times in the movie in the video too. It's like I don't, I don't know that, if that was the case. If everyone thinks it's underrated, then that's just accurately rated. Yeah. I have a Russian comment that I'm going to translate. Yeah, when you say a movie's underrated, what you mean nine times out of ten is it's good, and you feel bad for not talking about it more. That's that's all that people mean. You're the one underrating it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is another genuine comment. I was hoping to have something. Well, what what do the Russians have to say? Uh, hey, thank you so much for reviewing my favorite childhood cartoon. I remember how I cried and laughed with the heroes and how I worried and experienced the wild collapse from the emotions overwhelming me. <laughs> Insanely wow. happy that I shared these emotions with you, Critic, with, with love from Russia. From Russia with love. Uh, but... Uh... <laughs> Interesting. Okay, fascinating. Collapsed with emotion. I think that's in translation making it a lot more dramatic, but I like to think that they Yeah. I I've also gotta say, I'm just hmm. It's I watch this movie every year, the week leading up to Passover and Easter. Seems fitting and I love it. Yeah, it's I just think it's interesting that the person talks about like the tension in the movie. Because like I think it's pretty good at creating tension, but also if you're watching the movie, you probably know how the story ends, right? Like, yeah, like Moses taking the Jews out of Egypt is one of the biggest stories for all Abrahamic religions. So <laughs> it's not like people are like, ooh, I wonder where this one's going to go. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. I've got I've got a banger here, um, which is just to say I might be mistaken because this guy clearly had no idea how this movie worked. Uh, so he talks about, you know, the... Uh, the quote from Ramesses when Moses first kills the slave, he's like, I got to, I mean, when he kills the Egyptian because of the slave, he's like, okay, I got to, I got to dip. And Ramesses is like, no, we can take care of that. We can cover it up. And he says, telling in a few ways, not in how Ramesses is willing to cover up for his brother, but the contempt Egypt's ruling class has for its own people. Which was not the vibe in ancient Egypt. That's not what I. That guy was, he was a slave driver. He wasn't okay. Anyway, regardless, yeah. So there's not much in the comments. It looks like Fabian's review. I love have stopped. Okay, what have you got? Soren, six months ago. So he was an early adopter of this video. This movie helped make me an atheist. Seeing the actual ramifications of what biblical tenth plague would have been like, and specifically all those random farmers who never once did anything against the Hebrews, losing their firstborn just because of what Pharaoh did pretty much made me realize just how cruel and utterly unloving the biblical goddess. Yo, that is so funny. And it, it's, it's sort of interesting because like, yeah, reading the old Testament was part of what started my like crisis of faith too. But saying the Prince of Egypt made me an atheist is such a weird take. Where it's like, yeah, look at this movie that starts out with the, the creators going like, this is all true. We believe this God is good. You're going like, yeah, this this movie, this is what did it for me. Oh, fascinating stuff. Uh, we have another bit from the video. This is a joke that did not make me laugh. Uh, Ryan Dice commented six months ago in quotes, Denial. It isn't just a river in Egypt, which is an actual joke that Doug made in the year of our Lord no, 2021. That is, that is a joke that he found in a joke book, like a Christian yeah, joke book. like from the 40s. Like, that is, like, one of the oldest jokes imaginable. Um, but yeah. I did find, it, it's not it's not our boy Fabian, but I did find another review. Okay, hang on, wait, let me finish this comment real quick, because he commented okay. that and then said, me, and then he did the thing where, like, you know, you comment a YouTube comment and it's, like, crossed out, but you can still yeah. read it, and he just said, me, laughing harder than I ever have before. Um, That's haunting. Yeah, it's dark anyway so yeah what's what's your review of doug's review here totally agree this movie is underrated beautiful animation music and story 10 out of 10 uh well on the other end of things i have 
Dark Lord Ganondorf 190 commented six months ago. I don't know how it is underrated. Everyone I heard talking about it has nothing but praise for it. So go off, I Dark can... Lord Ganondorf. I couldn't agree more. Oh, hang on. Um, I just, I don't think I've ever seen this before. Uh, the Channel Awesome account liked one of these comments. Uh, so King Edward Longshanks I, Hammer of the Scots, Incredible. Lord of Wales, and King of England, commented Incredible. six months ago. The 11th commandment is that this movie shall not be criticized due to its perfection. And he does 11, because he likes to go one step beyond. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Um, let's see. God not doing 11 commandments is really kind of a bitch move. Yeah, come on. Like, Doug was going to go one step more. beyond. Yeah, not only does Doug kill the uh, the firstborn of every family, he kills the secondborn, too, because he likes to go one step beyond. <laughs> <laughs> he kills the whole family. When PG still meant something. Man, that hits home. So true, Greg Lamar. So, Matt, I'm curious. Has the phrase bing bong infiltrated your brain the way it has into many? (laughs) I can't say it has. Hmm. Hmm. Are you aware of what I'm talking about? I am aware of what you're talking about. Uh, I, it hasn't worked its way into my vernacular. Not yet, know. not yet. Not yet. It'll make it there eventually. Did you see it, it with Bing Bong in it, or was this just prompted out of nowhere? This was prompted out of my own brain. No, no that's, that's perfectly valid. Um, Let's see. Because I, in... try, I tried to make a joke at Thanksgiving that was... <laughs> it was Bing Bong-centric? It was Bing Bong-centric, and... Not even not even the younger generation had my back on it, and it was really rough to watch. I'm like, that means nothing. If you see these dogs in your yard, it means nothing to you. And they're yeah. like, no. Come on, guys. I'm like, you hate to see it. If I say Byron, that's no one. That's <laughs> uh, no one to you. Wait, wait, hang on. Here's a comment that we can prove scientifically is inaccurate. I would just say Brendan McLendon, uh, which great name, got to say. I really hope that's his actual name. Uh, commented, not just the best DreamWorks movie, but one of the best movies of all time. Uh, and, you know, not to come in and wreck him with facts and logic or anything, but if it was, I think Rotten Tomatoes would have included it on their top 100 movies of all time. <laughs> just putting that out there. Maybe think before you speak next time, Brendan. All right. So, uh, for- are we about ready to wrap things up? I think we can bring this in for a landing. Uh, the comments yeah. didn't have nearly as much as we were hoping, but I was able to stretch I out the runtime. Going back to these insane wood carvings. Yeah, um, they're, they're really good. I'll what right after we end recording. Background. Run, yeah, I'll I'll run down to my car and I'll send you a picture of the one that I have a copy of. I want to like put it on my mantle in the room and like in my Frame apartment it. or something. Frame it. It's already framed. Beautiful. He buys the framed <laughs> at like a thrift store. So he is definitely running a loss with this, but oh well, regardless. It doesn't matter, he's spreading the word of our good lord. Yeah, so true. Um, As we are spreading the word of our good lord, Doug, (laughs) follow us on Instagram and Twitter at DougZoneCast. Rate and review us on iTunes or anywhere else that you can. I don't know how any of this works. Follow us on Spotify. If we're not on your rap next year. Heads are going to roll. I'm going to kick you guys out of the Discord. Everybody who doesn't have us is their number one most played podcast. If we're number two, sorry. Yep, sorry. We'll shut off your Patreon donations. We'll do everything. Um, we, I don't want your money if you listen to another podcast. You <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, anyway. Real Ten Commandments walking in on Prince of Egypt vibes happening. <laughs> exactly, yeah. If we're the Ten Commandments to your Prince of Egypt, I don't I wanna- want it. I want to formally squash the beef with BBC. Yeah, thank um, you so much, Bad Boy Crimes. Well, half of Bad Boy Crimes. Coach, get a Spotify. Come on, put us on there. We'll, <laughs> we'll make it onto your Spotify wrapped. I believe in you. Um, yeah, the beef, the beef has been squashed, at least on our end. We're extending an olive branch. It's a very Christian thing to do. Branch. Yeah, it is. Um, um, I have turned my other cheek. Yeah, we've, we've turned the other uh, cheek. We've extended the olive branch. Shirt, and we have given our, our code as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, we've turned the water of um, a nostalgic critic video into the wine of a Doug Zone episode. <laughs> uh, in many ways, we're exactly like Jesus. 
and on the third day we will rise again <laughs> the third day being next week for week two of doug miss yeah week two of doug miss <laughs> which will be our version of disney sember um <laughs> oh god oh doug miss is good i'm still thinking about that <laughs> anyway uh, yeah, so let's see. We covered, I'm pretty sure, all the plugs. We got um, the Twitter, the Instagram. I want to repent for my sins of cursing last episode. I want to repent for my, the R word that I'm saying now is repent. I'm repenting for saying the R word. The only R word I say is repent. I'm going to tweet um, that from the Doug Zone account immediately. Um, <laughs> it's very good. I love that we're, we've gone full circle back into just stealing Coward Hour bits, where now we're all Christian again. Uh, but... <laughs> Anyway, it was gonna happen. It was yeah, it was bound to happen. Eventually. Never existed. Yeah, it was so. either that or I would discover the holy light of Islam because I did get really into the Quran earlier. I think I mentioned that last week, but yeah, you did. You know, do you ever find yourself just like thinking about Coward Hour and being like, "Damn, yeah, what a, what a time!" All the time, actually. What a period. Um, do you ever wonder what Brendan's up to now? <laughs> apparently, he's engaged. Okay, we don't. Okay, we don't need to get back to into. In- Back into inside baseball, but I do want to say someone in the Doom Scroll Discord. One of the things on the Spotify rap was like a, "How well do you know you're listening?" So they do a two truths and a lie thing with your podcasts. Oh no! Where it was like, which one was your most listened podcast? And this guy, his three options were: it was Doom Scroll, and he got reasonable beef and Coward Hour, and he clicked Coward Hour, and it he clicked Doom Scroll, and it said, "No, your most listened was Coward Hour," uh, which was so funny. Um, <laughs> Anyway, but uh, yeah, shout out to our listeners who remember Coward Hour. Shout out to our listeners who, I don't know how you guys made it through the first few episodes when all we did was talk about Coward Hour, but I'm glad (laughs) you guys are here. We're grateful for you. We love you. Uh, Listen to Doom Scroll as well. Great podcast. Uh, Let's see. I think we've got all the plugs. I have rebranded on Twitter, uh, unrelated to the pending Will Wood rebrand um i emoji we're all pending a wheel would rebrand like everyone is yeah i am now at matt k ultra no underscores because i discovered that, that was free and immediately took it um my my roommate asked why your name on instagram was matt k ultra and i had no yeah one of my uh one of my friends re- swiped up on my story and was like hey what's your what's your new username mean i was like okay so in the 50s the cia began a control a, like a series of experiments and that's incredible i could already feel her tuning out um but yeah anyway i think that is all the plugs join the discord i will not be particularly active in the discord on friday because grimes is releasing new music so i'll be busy listening to that but outside of that i'll be doing the discord grimes yeah look it's good music she's broken up with elon musk now so my conscience is clean um no, but she was in your top artists. You were listening well before she broke up with Elon. You can't she was a guilty that. pleasure. Now she's a normal pleasure. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 I don't like it. <laughs> <That's> so bad. <laughs> oh, my, um, oh, God. Oh, before Mary Doug Smith, hail Doug. Bazinga. 